Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Today's episode is a guest episode and it is with Captolia, who is a business and branding coach for witches. And she is so fucking cool, so magical and mystical and um, has a whole new like perspective uh, around branding and business that I've personally never heard for, heard before. So I'm really, really excited to share this one with you guys. And she talks a lot about archetypes and authenticity and the archetypes are completely new to me. So it's just a really, really cool, fun, new perspective on creating um, your brand and running your business. And I'm so excited for you guys to just feel into Captolia's energy and hear this conversation. I do want to put a little disclaimer out there though. For some reason, there were some issues with the recording um, through like the system that I use to do guest um, episodes. I don't use Zoom. I use like this different process and there was some weird thing that happened. I don't, I honestly can't figure out what happened, but the sound was like a little bit off. So I had to end up downloading this other like backup file from the site and the volumes are so whack like she is so much louder and I'm so much quieter even with like normalizing the like the volumes and so I've gone through and edited all of it manually so I've like edited my voice so that it's like a little um more neutralized and like the volume sounds better but it's not going to be perfect. So if the volume throughout this sounds like a little off and like I think I did a pretty good job, but I'm not like the the best editor ever. Um, it sucks that I even had to do that in the first place. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but if it sounds like a little bit off and the volume's a little bit off, it's just because I don't have like the best editing skills and had to go through and do it manually. So thank you so much for working with me on that and just loving it anyway and listening anyway it's not as bad as I'm saying that it is I I don't think it's going to be that bad but anywho it just might not be the same quality as usual um but all of the value all of the information is still fucking there I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode um so without further ado here is my episode with Captolia all right, guys, I am here with Captolia, the digital witch, and I am just so happy, so obsessed. If you don't know who Captolia is, she is a brand enchantress. Is that how you say it? Enchantress? Yeah, an enchantress. I love that word. <laughs> enchantress, she's a money muse, a biz coach for witches, and she really helps 
which is step into their full power and make lots of money by being their most radically authentic selves, which you guys know I'm obsessed with authenticity. That's like a huge part of my teachings and my philosophy as well. So the fact that Captolia is all about authenticity, I'm just like, yes. And that's really what we're going to dive into today is all things money, you know, your brand, but mostly authenticity, I think, within all of that because you know obviously it's just as important to you as it is to me so I think it'll be really fun to dive into that so say hello to everybody thank you for being here yay hello everyone so 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 excited to be here yes 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 yes. so I gave you a little intro but I would Mm -hmm. love for you to just take a couple minutes and like introduce yourself a little bit more tell us just who you are, you know, how long have you had your business? Where do you live? What do you like to do? Literally anything you feel inspired to just like get us to uh, get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. So hello, everyone. I'm Captolia. I started my business four years ago originally as a social media manager. I was doing a little bit of everything. I called myself the digital witch and I had my hands in everything. I was doing web design. I was doing brand design. I was creating logos. I was doing it all. (laughs) I was doing it all, but now I am a brand strategist. I am primarily a coach and content creator for um, for witches. I've created an incredible community of witchypreneurs, astrologers, tarot readers, mediums, psychics, all of it, who want to make more money and they want to do it in a way that feels aligned with who they truly are. They want to break through the harm that capitalism has caused in their lives and really fucking thrive. So that is the work that I do that I love to do. I am a magician archetype. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, a magician archetype is a person who is here to inspire and transform. Like there is nothing that the magician archetype can't do. So when people step into my world, it really is like, magic magic Mm -hmm. things that you never thought possible become possible in the realm of a magician and I feel like you're a magician too Maddie honestly you give me big magician innocent like lover vibes (laughs) I mean I'm so curious to hear all the archetypes that's literally my first question is like what are the archetypes because I know nothing about this but as you're saying magician I'm like I want to be a magician (laughs) Yeah. yeah so I work with archetypes to help witches understand what authenticity even means because so many people are like be authentic be authentic be authentic but how can you be authentic if you don't even know what it means and who you truly authentically are so the archetypes like historically (laughs) were they weren't created by anyone they're they are the primordial images these are characters images, symbols that have been carried with humanity all through time. Every myth, every legend, every story, movie, and song throughout all of history is based around the 12 primary archetypes. But it was Carl Gustav Jung, a Swiss um, psychologist who really brought archetypes to the light as we know them. And he believed that the archetypes were these inherent 
characters within our subconscious that everybody knows everyone knows them which makes them so powerful to use in your branding because aligning yourself with an archetype makes it so fucking easy for your audience to know you like to understand you because we all understand the archetypes already yeah I was just reading a post that you maybe you shared on your story or something but you were saying like the first part in selling is people understanding you I can't remember if you just posted that or or where it came from Mm -hmm. but I was like that's so interesting I've never just heard it like worded like that because of course people use like in business coaching they use like you know have your audience like know like and trust you Mm -hmm. but I've never heard like the first part of selling is like people understanding like yeah yeah yes it's like so often with spiritual people mystical people we all do a lot of stuff we all do so many things we're these huge vibrant people with so many different facets of our personalities and that means that it can be hard to understand who are you who are you what are you actually going to give me what is the experience that you're providing help me understand you. So using the archetype just makes it so easy to understand the person in any like political, any political like campaign, any political commercial, you will see the archetypes at work. Like Mm. Bernie Sanders was a very particular archetype. Trump had a very particular archetype. All of these folks who are trying to sway us in a direction Because as business owners, as brand creators, we want our brands to inspire action. We want them to encounter us, learn from us, see what we're all about. And then we want them to take action and join our cause. We want them to join our movement. We want them to buy from us, like join our courses, et cetera. So anytime we see these, these big folks, these big movements, even like social justice movements are all aligned with an archetypal message. So aligning yourself with an archetype, bringing your inner archetypes out really helps you understand yourself with clarity. Yeah. Because we all have archetypes fucking showing up within us, even if we don't know it. Like we could have some rogue archetypes showing up in our messaging, in our branding. And we're like, where did that come from? So if anyone's feeling like my brand message is not exactly where I want it to be, you can start playing with the archetypes and exploring them and saying, oh, I've had an inner nurturer archetype show up just because I've been conditioned to be nurturing, but that's not actually who I am. So now that you know that this archetype exists within you, you can say, hey, this is not me. I am this. I am a ruler. I am an explorer. I'm all these other things. And you get to be so fully, radically what you actually are. And you get to let go of everything that you are not, the archetypes that have been placed upon you by society, by your parents, like, We've all been handed these archetypes to, to live and they're not all ours. So we can hand them back. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Okay. We're like five minutes into this and I'm like, (laughs) I've never, I'm just like, I'm going, I'm going deep. No, I've never even like heard this concept. Okay. So many questions. So number one, can you share like some of the most common archetypes? Like if you have a list Mm -hmm. of all 12, give us all 12 or just like kind of tell us some of the common ones. And Mm -hmm. then can you give an example of like, because for me, I'm almost thinking like, okay, 
can you be two or three archetypes and that's like a mm-hmm. good thing or is it most powerful to literally just be in one because what if you actually are authentically two like how, yeah. how has different archetypes showed up in your life like just keep keep going yeah. on, on this concept yeah so you can absolutely be more than one archetype. Typically, when I work with folks on their archetypes and the archetypal expression, I like to have people have three, actually. I almost imagine it being like a big pyramid. At the top of the pyramid is your primary archetype, which is almost like your sun sign, I guess. I like to call it the, your Jungian big three. But okay. at the top of the pyramid is your primary archetype. It's who you feel you are at your core. This is like your role and your, your your destiny. This is who you are in the world. And then you have your two secondary archetypes that really add depth and personality to your message. Because when you're if you're just so much of one archetype, it can be it can feel kind of flat. So having you know a cup two or three really gives your brand depth and purpose and meaning. Um, like I'll just okay I'll go into some of the different archetypes and probably just all of them because they're really fascinating yeah so all these archetypes also have sub archetypes that we'll just for the sake of simplicity for this podcast we'll just go into the primaries yeah yeah give, so, give them a little taste because then yeah. we're gonna want more and be like yeah come yeah to you. Let's start with the magician archetype since I talked about it already. A magician archetype is here in the world to inspire and to transform. The magician archetype is someone who has like seeming access to like otherworldly power, otherworldly information. They they tap into something like seemingly supernatural to manifest and create the vision that they have like thinking of old stories and such the magician would always be that like wise witch or person that the king would bring in to help them when they are stuck in battle and don't know what to do next they've tried everything they've tried every strategy but they haven't tried the fucking magic of the magician yet so they bring the magician in to say you are more powerful than than the earthly folks make your magic happen and there's so many magicians in the spiritual world so many magicians in the coaching world because that's what we do you know we we bring yeah. people in and we're like no we're gonna make it happen another amazing thing about the magician is like they take you know they take pain and turn it into magic they take the water and turn it into wine they are t- the true alchemists of the archetypes and it's one that I I really 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 love and it's one of it's my primary archetype yeah I I feel like I'm not as um like magical mystical just in the way I work I'm very like masculine Mm -hmm. and logical Mm -hmm. but I do Mm -hmm. very much like tap into something that's not logical like Mm -hmm. it's very um like my spirituality was created when I started my business because I started noticing I was saying things or creating things or doing things that I'm like, I like, this isn't me. Like I'm tapping into something else or Mm. it's like coming through me. Um, and I always say that like my, like my magic as a coach or like my superpower has always been like speeding things up. 
Like people come with a goal that they say like, oh, I want to get this done in six months or a year or whatever. And then it happens in like two or three months. And I almost feel like because of that, the magician resonates because I almost feel like I have this little like little like magic potion or magic wand where I'm just like, let's Mm -hmm. just make this happen like faster. Yes. We're making, we're just going to make it happen. We're going to make it. There's like nothing that you can't do. Yeah. There's nothing that can't be that. (laughs) But there's some others that might be more aligned to um as we go through them so the next that comes to mind to me is the ruler archetype and the ruler is exactly what it sounds like it's the king the queen the emperor the empress they are the fucking leader they are at the top the ruler is here to provide structure and safety to the world when the rest of the world when the rest of the options maybe even the rest of your competitors are chaotic options to choose where it's like I'm not sure this is going to work. The ruler is like, no, you are in the presence of absolute greatness and you are going to get results when you step into my kingdom. And it's almost like, you know, when you see um, old movies and such and you see the moment that like the the new king is born, you know, they're carrying in this like baby and people are like the music starts going and it's like people are are in total awe that is the power of the ruler you 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 step into their presence and you're like whoa this is pure power people are fascinated by power this is the other piece of the archetypes is that fascination so much of the work I do is to bring out what makes you the most fascinating and the archetypes are fascinating to people a magician in its most exalted powerful state is so fascinating the ruler is so fascinating because everyone wants to be in the presence of the queen of the king of the the high priestess it's like i am the fucking ruler and step into my world and you will become more powerful just by being in the vicinity of me lots of coaches and folks who have really high high level packages like you know you have to invest 200k to work with them yeah. They're tapping into the ruler essence. It's not like a a risky experience. It's they're you're you're experiencing true power and really tr- good results. <laughs> okay, interesting. I like that yeah. one too. I resonate with that yeah. one too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. What's next? Another one. This is one that folks really have super visceral reactions to. And it's the innocence. And the innocent archetype is really here to experience paradise on earth. They're here to experience happiness and bliss. And you can imagine them. Imagine you're scrolling Instagram or something and it's like chaos news, tragedy, blah, 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 blah. The innocence shows up and it's like, no, this is your one moment of like peace and sanctuary they are here to literally be like the essence of stopping to smell the flowers when you're out taking a walk they're here to embody that paradise and say happiness is possible bliss is possible a better world is possible and they're so sacred and important whilst others are like there's no way like people are like no 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 that's way too like naive too simple they actually have a huge role to play in like holding 
the vision of a better world being possible for us. Like if there's not someone holding on to utopia, yeah. then what are we doing anything for? They're like the, the children. They're looking at the world with like wonder and magic and bringing that magic into people's lives. That is the role oh, of the innocent. That. And I love that. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you're just like saying the first three that you might think like aligns with me or if I'm just like <laughs> finding a piece of me in all of them. Cause I'm like, Oh, that one's me. Like every, I thought one. that one was you for sure. Yeah. I thought those might be, I mean, I'm there very like, I've always struggled with this, like not, not struggled, but I've always just wondered that about myself. Like, am I just too like ignorance is bliss or like too naive because I am just very like, nothing else matters except for like mm-hmm. happiness and play and I'm just like mm-hmm. very in that that's all I think matters so yeah well now you know that you yeah. may be a primary innocent or up there in your big three yeah. you give your, you can give yourself permission to go fucking full into that like that's yeah. your role that's your job to bring your people that experience of that magic mm-hmm. because all these other people all these other coaches can come in and be the this and this and this and this but there's only one of you who can be exactly your magic okay so with your clients that you help with this like would you say that you are substituting content pillars for archetypes because so many coaches help like they have you pick like content pillars right like you talk about Mm. like these five subjects do you still kind of do your content creation by like pillars or are you more like no I talk about whatever but I show up when I talk about this thing in this role Mm, yeah yeah so typically what I do when I'm creating content the way I guide folks to create content is to first like figure out who your one person is that you're talking to like who is your one specific person I create every piece of content every landing page I have one person in mind. Previously, before I was doing this, everything was felt really broad. And mm-hmm. I was like, it was okay. It was working. But then when I tapped into like a couple of like my past clients mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this person is like a 25-year-old psychic who knows that they're meant to be big. They, they want to be like famous. They feel bad about it even. They feel guilty about it. They want it so fucking bad and they know they deserve it because they have this big mission. And then me, I'm like, okay, I'm tapping into my inner magician. I'm tapping into my, I, I used to be the nurturer archetype. And I would, I would like evoke the essence. I would almost like let it, let the archetype channel through me. And I'd be like, it is safe for you to be your biggest self. So the nurturer is like, it's safe. Everything, you're comfortable, you're safe. You're being held, you're being nurtured. And the magician is like, you're, you can transform. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So all of my content really comes to who am I talking to and what do they need to hear from me as me? I don't really do content pillars, but I will um, ask folks in my Instagram stories, like, what is your biggest struggle you're going through right now? What is your biggest dream? What, like, do you, what's like a, you know, thing you've gone through recently that you would love my help with? And I have like a huge Google doc of people's exact words to me. Like one person was like, Captalia, I never thought I I was actually going to be big. I never thought it was going to work, but it worked. I'm here. And now I feel like I don't belong here. I don't feel like I truly belong here. So I'm like, cool. My content then becomes, 
I know you didn't think you were going to be big, but you are, you are here, you made it and you deserve it. And then I go on, you know, blah, 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 blah. What else do I want to say to this person? And then from there, that creates people being like, what the fuck? You are talking straight to my heart. Everything you're saying is exactly how I'm feeling. And I know I need to work with you because you're speaking straight to me. Like it's yeah. so, it's so powerful. It's yeah. so powerful. And I'm very like loose with my content creation. I don't create anything in advance. I just like let it come to me as I feel like posting. Even when I'm launching, it all just like comes and it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. When you were more broad, like at the beginning, you said like when you first started your business, you were just like a little more talking to everybody. Was that because you had a fear that you weren't going to connect with people? Because I tell my clients this too, like literally just pretend like someone asked you a question and then just you're talking back, right? But I feel like a lot of people that are creating a brand are so afraid to just talk to one person because yeah, yeah, people feel like they're not attract anybody if it's too specific, right? Yeah, yeah, that's such a common feeling is people are like, well, I'm scared. Like, what if it? What if I'm leaving people out? Like, yeah, that's such a common exactly. thing. Is but what if I leave this person out? And I'm like, you can write your next post to that person, you know, and direct them into a different place. But if you're talking to everyone, you're really talking to absolutely no one. And it everything yeah, completely shifted for me. <laughs> that's yes, so that. I literally say that all the time. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Yeah, Where did yeah. You get that from? I thought I came up with I have that. no idea. I probably got it from somewhere <laughs> else. I'm like, that's my quote. I created that quote and then <laughs> it. I'm like, I probably got it from somewhere. Who knows? We we just grabbed it out of the collective unconscious and we're like, we it's, it out of it's our ours. Magician's hat exactly. Grabbed it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, more more archetypes. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, here's a fun one um, that I really love is the explorer archetype, the explorer or seeker archetype. Mm -hmm. And the explorer seeker is here to like seek nirvana. These are archetypes that can never be bored. They don't want to be tied down. They're like they are out to take the the path less traveled. Like they are truly unique. They're truly independent. They're not typically swayed by peer pressure or anything like that. They're off on a journey. Like a shadow of the seeker would be an aimless wanderer. You know, someone who just moves around and moves around and moves around. And it's like, aimless they're like where are you going what are you doing I've totally been caught there when I was younger and I was just moving around um but the seeker has there's something deeper to it it's like everyone experiences the seeker at some time in their life typically when we're at maybe after like college or when we feel that like pang in, in your stomach that like suddenly you look around at your life and you're like oh my god this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And you feel a call to something greater. You know that in the mystery, you don't know where you're going yet or what's ahead, but you know that in the unknown is exactly what you are seeking and looking for. And that magic is what you are after. So that is the seeker. That's the explorer. They are super special. You see them a lot just as like, even 
the most the most cliche expressions of them are like REI or you know outdoor adventure type folks that are like literally seeking and on adventures but you can be an inner explorer as well oh okay interesting yeah Yeah. it's funny because like the the archetypes show up in like a couple different ways you can use them as like an expression of your identity or you can use them as like we literally all have each 12 archetypes within us that show up at different times in our lives like the seeker shows up for everyone the ruler might be something you have to tap into when you're like I have to take control of my life and I have to become the boss right now you can like bring them to life in yourself when you're feeling off balance okay interesting so how do you know if one's not yours and you don't want to claim it in your brand if that makes sense because maybe you're nurturing out of like codependence in a sense and it's actually not healthy or you're being a seeker because you're like running away from something like how do you actually know Mm -hmm. what what's often yeah I so typically I have folks sit with each and every one of them you have to sit with all 12 Mm -hmm. and it's such a body experience Mm -hmm. the first thing I have people do is after we talk through all 12 is like what was the immediate nose like the immediate that's a no that's no this is not me at all there's typically a few or more there's like five they're like no fucking way that was not me so then we take what's remaining and just move through it sometimes it's really hard for people they're like I really feel like this is part of me but honestly this is so much more me yeah a lot of the time too People have resistance to archetypes that feel like a stretch for them when they're like, I would love to be the magician, but it feels a little scary for me to claim that. Like, am I really that? And I give people permission to claim their bigness and like, yeah, you're a fucking magician if you want to be. If you feel like it's truly you and your higher level self, then you can step into that. Um, but it's such a it's such a body experience and sometimes the archetypes choose you but I I do believe that the archetypes aren't a costume to put on you know they're not like something to try on because you can tell when someone is expressing an archetype that's not truly who they are people are so good at like sniffing out inauthenticity so when someone is like trying to be imagine someone's trying to be ultra nurturing and they're like trying to care but you can they're not that's not actually who they are (laughs) you know they're not actually that you can fucking tell you can so tell yeah Yeah. and would you say like okay kind of kind of switching gears but on this topic a little bit like when it comes to brand strategy Mm -hmm. would do you actually have like strategy or would you say authenticity is your strategy because when you're like talking about that and and smelling inauthenticity I almost feel like I feel like I've said this to my clients before of like um like inauthenticity is literally going to make like authenticity or inauthenticity is going to make or break your your brand like I feel Mm -hmm. like that's it like that's yeah yes what do you think I completely agree that is the strategy that is the strategy it's like it's 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 so interesting when I see folks come out of my archetype programs 
feeling like, oh my God, I know who I am for the first time. Like this was so activating for me. The folks who were like, oh my God, I'm the fucking, I'm the magician. I'm the ruler. I One person in my Witch and Famous course, she had a really successful candle selling business, realized she was the explorer. She's like, this, act, I've been doing work that I don't actually want to do at all dropped her candle business and she's just out traveling and she was just like my life is so much more meaningful now and she's switching everything that she's been doing into like you can you can change you can travel shifting to more like a coach for folks who want to be um like traveling across the world and she's like what this is actually my true journey as the seeker and I was like hell yes you know like I think it's so, so, so potent and so powerful. And I agree that like authenticity is the strategy. Like you don't have to have, you know, the whole fucking business plan or whatever. It's just step into that power. Like who are you truly be that so unapologetically be clear about it. And that's magnetizing. That's fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you, ha- do you ever have clients that like, maybe they think their archetype is less special or less important because I feel that like so many people right now, what what I'm seeing with like a lot of my mm-hmm. clients is, uh, or, or just audience members in general, mm-hmm. I just see this in the world of like, so many people are looking for their purpose or who mm-hmm. they are. And they, we almost have this idea of what's big. Like we feel mm-hmm. like what's big, it might be like a lot of followers mm-hmm. or a lot of money or dressing a certain way because we see people online that are their version of big and we think that's mm-hmm. what's big for us. Mm-hmm. So do you ever see that where you have people um, – you kind of get what I'm saying? It's almost like yeah. they think they're supposed to be big in a different way, but big for them might look different. Like I feel like everyone has a purpose, but we're denying our actual purpose because we think it should look some different way because of society. That's what yes. I keep seeing. Yes, yes. And it's interesting because it did just remind me of a particular archetype, which is the every man archetype, every man, every woman, every witch, or also known as the friend. This archetype is one that people are like, like, no way, that could not be me. But it's actually one of my archetypes. And I did deny it too for a long time. And that every man, every woman is, it's it's one of those ones that's so casual that it's actually really hard to, to, to be that if you're not that. So that every witch, every woman is an archetype that is like truly the friend, the down home person that like, this is one that a lot of politicians try to replicate or try to be where they're like, I'm just like you, I get on the bus, like I I ride public transit, I'm a normal person, I'm just a, you know, I'm one of the people, but they're really, they're really not that. (laughs) They're actually like completely separate from that. Um, But that archetype is super special in the casualness nature of it they're just a fucking human you're just a person and that is also really magical I've had folks come into my world and tell me that they felt like they were too basic like they're like I'm not this like wild spiritual witch I'm not this 
blah, 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 blah. I'm just a human. And I'm like, you know what? That also is really fascinating. That is cool that you are like, whatever it is in your life, like your little small town, your, 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 we are all fascinating to specific other people. Like your life, you know, you in California, super fascinating to me, just like out here in middle of nowhere, Vermont. Yeah. We, if we can just own our story and own like truly who we are and tell our story and tell it in a way that's fascinating, like we're all unique. We're all interesting. We're all big in a way. Yeah. We yeah. all have the, the capacity to be big in our way. Yeah, and I just feel like we, we're all so big, like we have just so much to all of us, but then we look at other people's big and we just are like, you know, so many people are feeling like they're not enough, but I'm just like, I feel like I see it in such a different way. Like I was even thinking, um, or one of my clients the other day, she was like, you know, maybe one day I'll have a coaching business, but like it won't really be that big you know like it's not going to be like this big thing maybe it'll just be like on a smaller scale right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was like um you know because her her personality doesn't maybe really align with being like famous and like Mm -hmm. on the screens or whatever she's like I'll just have like a smaller business but then I almost felt like a weird energy around that word of small you know it wasn't like Mm -hmm, oh I'm gonna have mm -hmm. this small powerful business it was like oh Mm -hmm. it'll be smaller and I was like yeah but what if it's okay, maybe what if it's um on like a smaller scale, like okay, you have less clients or you're less like in the media. Mm-hmm. But what if your business is bigger, quote unquote bigger than like fucking Tony Robbins? Because the results totally. you have and the impact that you have on these people like ripples out and then ripples out and then ripples out. Maybe your small business that you're like, oh, it's not gonna be that big. It's actually going to be, like, the biggest fucking yeah. thing. It just doesn't look big on social media or, yes. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I have had folks, when I launched Witch and Famous last time, I had folks that were like, is this program for me because I don't want to be famous? And I'm like, the, the very first module is about um, visioning your dream life and dream self what is the in your your dream your vision for your paradise like where do you truly truly want to be not like this is possible this is what I feel like is possible for me not like this is where I think I should be where do you actually want to be what do you want your work your life to look like in every aspect and you decide you know you decide what that vision is like it doesn't have to be fame I think a lot about like some of my biggest inspirations some of my favorite authors like I was looking over my bookshelf some of my favorite authors they don't they have their Instagram presences that are like 200 followers or none like you know it those, those things don't really matter you can leave a legacy you can have a legacy and a huge huge impact on the world without any of that having to do with social media one of my clients is an animal communicator in santa fe new mexico she's literally never had a website she's been doing this work since the 70s and she has never had a website she does everything word of mouth she goes to local networking events she just likes to meet people like in real life she puts out ads in the newspaper she's just amazing referral system locally everyone wants her to communicate with their pets and i think it's just super special and I'm like that is powerful that's big 
that's a big impact. Like, we don't have to have a fucking following. For me, that was just something I was like, I wanna, I wanna have thirteen thousand followers on Instagram. I'm almost there. But I was like, that's what I want, and I'll feel happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it, and it's just so. It's because we're all so on social media so much, we're in, especially with mm-hmm. quarantine and COVID, I feel like we haven't been able to like go out in the world and meet people as much. Mm-hmm. So now there's just like all this pressure and, and like energy around it. But that's really interesting about yeah. your client. I love that you help. Like one thing I'm really passionate about too um, is like I love that you help like psychics or mediums or animal communicators or whatever because I feel like most of those people don't feel like they should be paid yeah a lot for their services yes. like yoga teachers um like I have friends that do this like amazing energy work right um and all of them I'm just like your prices could be quadrupled yes or eight times the amount of like yes. the powerful work that you do but for some reason they feel like Coaches kind of have it down. Yeah. Pricing bigger. Totally. But those people don't. And so you're kind of helping them. How do you help people like realize that it's okay to Mm -hmm. make money? Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of the time, especially with witches, it comes through just really breaking through this idea that like, so, so I've, I've had a few, done a few Instagram lives around this about witch work being traditionally like women's work like energy work birth work magical work traditionally is like femme work so everyone needs that like everyone needs that like wise woman witch but the expectation that we shouldn't be paid for it I feel is like actually deeply misogynist because we don't ever ask folks who do more masculine type work to work for free or work for cheap. There's this huge, you look at on witch talk, like folks charging, you know, a hundred dollars or $200 for a reading. It causes a huge fuss. Like people are like, how dare you charge for spiritual work? But that's so cheap. It's so fucking cheap. It's so cheap. So there's this huge, you know, energy that people have to break through this huge idea that if you are doing any type of spiritual work, you're doing any type of mystical work, that you should be doing this work for free because you look at the arch- the traditional archetype of a witch mm-hmm. is like the fucking old hag mm-hmm. eating eyeballs out in the woods, you know, like eating children, poor as fuck. Like yeah. we don't see a lot of like powerful witches in in um our mythos I really feel like I'm helping to recreate this story around what a witch can be and it's from two of my two of my medium clients they are the Eckharts they're incredible they're a couple they literally fucking channeled my grandfather I went to one of their sessions. I didn't know how good they were, even though I was working with them, but I joined one of their spirit summonings, $20 event also, group, a group of people on Zoom, and they literally channeled my fucking dead grandfather, like his race, his Mexican, like all, all of these details that like they couldn't, my grandmother's name. And I was just like, wow, y'all are feeling bad for charging like nothing 
when you are literally creating these incredible breakthroughs for people, everyone in the room was crying. Okay. Anyway, going back to your question, like, no, I just, that's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I'm like, why are these people with big magic feeling guilty for making money? And I think that is also another thing of capitalism. It makes us feel bad. Like, cause if you make money, you're a bad person. The people with money are, evil the people with money are whatever but y'all out here listening like the your audience my audience my clients we're just trying to get a piece of the fucking pie here we're trying to make our dreams come true at the end of the day we are not jeff bezos we are not like these oppressive forces that could change the world but aren't we're actually changing the world in those small ways that we can and we deserve to be highly paid highly compensated for all this magic that we're doing because it really really matters it really matters that if we shift that perspective to the more money that we make the more we can serve our people the more we can serve our audiences the more the more people we can reach, like the bigger our impact will be, the bigger our magic will be. I have never been able to contribute the way I have this last year. This is my first year making six figures and I've made 200K this year so far. And it's fucking crazy for me. Like I've been able to pay my family and my friends rent when they're they're lacking. I've been able to donate, contribute so much money to... um, BIPOC in my community I've been able to do so much for my people that I would have never been able to do for any of y'all listening like staying I say this all the time but staying broke is not serving anybody at all being broke staying broke it's not serving anyone and feeling guilty about wanting to make money isn't serving anybody either so the more you can just push through that and really really believe in your worthiness and you deserve to be comfortable you deserve to be safe and even when I know a huge thing for folks is like but there's so much suffering out in the world there's so many people who don't have things how can I dare have things but you having things isn't taking anything away from anybody else at all at all the bigger more possible exactly 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 we can all make such an impact in our communities, in our people's worlds with the more resources that we have to, to help others. Yeah. Um, like one for thing sure. I hear a lot when we talk about money is like, I hear people say, well, I don't want to like, I feel bad taking that much money. Like I don't want to mm. take that money from them. Mm. And every time I hear that, I'm just like, stop, like sirens. I'm like, everybody yeah. stop. What do you mean taking money from somebody? We're not, there's, No such thing as taking because I view like, like money is energy, right? We all know that money is energy. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're scamming somebody, then yes, you're (laughs) taking their money. But with the work that we do, like Mm -hmm. it's such an energetic exchange and money in abundance works in a flow. So if Mm -hmm. you're exchanging money for your services, you're like, it's, it's like you're moving the flow around like mm-hmm. everything's moving faster which makes it like move faster to other people as well yeah if that makes sense yes. like, the more we just exchange like I love exchanging money with like my friends like buying their courses and then they mm-hmm. buy my courses and then I work with them and then they work with me and then like 
the more we are passing money and like just making it flow and and not like keeping it scarce so many people are just like saving and in scarcity yeah. they don't want to send their money they're being stingy which it's not bad to be smart with your money but you're blocking off that flow of like what could be coming around mm-hmm. to everybody the more we just flow with it the more we're all yeah because we're getting more energy I don't know yes and I fun. feel like I hear that so much too if I feel bad taking that much from people um and it's like there's there's so much subconscious work that like ha- has to be done there of like why do you feel like you're you're a scammer you know like why do you feel like you are someone that people shouldn't be giving their money to you like they, like it's this inherent like I don't even trust myself I don't even trust myself like to to receive money and I I, I always try and reframe for folks like you aren't taking anything away from anybody. You are adding to their lives. You are giving them a, like, I don't go, okay, when I'm sick and I go to the drugstore, I don't look at the Tylenol PM I have to take and say, I can't fucking believe that Tylenol is stealing from me. Like, I cannot believe that I am being like forced to give this money. It's like, I need it. <laughs> here's yeah. my, here's my, issue I'm going I have and this is helping me you know we don't walk into a store and see like fuck I can't believe they're stealing all this money I have to eat you know it's the same thing you are adding to people's lives you are they want what you have to sell and you are giving them an opportunity to invest you're giving them an opportunity to ease whatever ailments you're giving them an opportunity to experience your fucking magic and that is not taking anything away I've never invested in someone and been like, they just fucking robbed me. <laughs> like, I can't believe they just, I, I just was. And this is also a case for like strategic pricing of your offerings. My, my course launch potion, I go into like, from everything from magnetizing audience members into your world to then what's next. Like, how do we how do we incrementally warm them up to come deeper and deeper and deeper? And you know what? For some folks, they might just do your free offerings. They might just move to your $22 offerings. They might just do your donation-based courses, classes, workshops. But other folks, we want to give them an opportunity to invest bigger if they want to. Like, you're not forcing anybody to invest high. I launched my most expensive offering last gen this January it was three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars for three sessions with me one a month and Voxer access I was scared as fuck I was like how dare I mm. price like that yeah and you know, it was so fucking magical it like the whole container felt more like glittery and vibrant and people every every person who signed up I had it sold out like really quick too people loved the opportunity to spend this they were like I couldn't stop thinking about this thank you for bringing this to my life they were like Katalia my content it was an archetype activation program and they're like they're like my audience could feel the difference immediately in my content like they could feel like it vibrating differently people are noticing me differently my audience can feel it it was so special and if I had felt like guilty and and taken that opportunity away from my 
people, they wouldn't have been able to make that investment. They wouldn't have been able to have that experience with me. And if I had priced it lower, it might not have felt the same. And again, they, they didn't have to do that. Folks very could have, could have very easily been in my lower level offering. So give people an opportunity across the entire board from, you know, a donation-based masterclass to a high level one-on-one to now I'm doing a retreat in uh, Miami and on New Year's Eve, like I'm, I'm giving people opportunities to invest in what feels sparkly and magical to them. And it just so happens like people really like to spend money. So let's give them an opportunity to spend it on us if they want to in their hearts and just get rid of the assumption that people don't want to work with us, that they're going to have a bad time, that they're going to feel ripped off, that they're going to feel like they made a mistake because most of the time that's not the case. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when you first started, I'm just thinking back when I first started coaching and I was so scared to charge, like I was charging like 275 a month and I was scared to bump it up. Like my coach was like, you should bump it up at least to like 350 a month. That's still like just unreasonably low for a coach. Well, it doesn't matter. You can charge whatever you want, but I, it, it was really low in my eyes. And I was so scared to bump it up even $75 because I'm like, if I bump it up, it's going to make it even harder for people to want to work with me. No one's going to be able to afford this. No one's going to want to pay this. And I look back at that time in my life and I just, I laugh and I feel for anybody that's feeling that way of like, no one is going to want to pay these rates because now I look at what I'm charging now and I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, humorous almost yes, that yes. I truly believe that someone d- wouldn't like uh, de- yeah desire to work with me and desire mm-hmm. to pay me that much or like see like my worth in that way and I'm just like it's almost yeah. it was like a, a delusion around mm-hmm. money totally totally I think about what I was still doing social media management, like just holding on to my social media management clients because somewhere in the back of my brain, I was like, I won't be safe without them. I can't make it work without them. And when I think of like the clients I I was accepting and the behaviors I was accepting and the mistreatment I was accepting, um, it all stopped like when I decided and I could have made the decision to stop years before I did honestly I could have made the decision so much earlier but I was just too scared and it was just so funny as soon as I made the decision I was like no one's gonna talk to me like this anymore people are not gonna treat me like this I had my fucking first gigantic launch and my clients who were like kind of being problematic saw me differently because I stepped into that power and I stepped into that into my agency they literally checked themselves. They were like, oh, I, I see. I mean, they shouldn't have been doing what they were doing anyway, but all it took was me saying no and yeah. stepping into my power and authority and being like, no, I'm not available for this anymore. Immediately, the energy shifted around me completely. I, I could feel me, my authority literally materializing through that decision of like I'm not available for these lower things anymore like with price with money but also with everything like what I'm what I'm open to receiving what treatment and and this is so important for everyone because that money piece 
so much of that is built in with like what we are open to tolerating from people in the world. It's like what we're open to receiving money, behavior, treatment, like my fucking love life realigned also when I was like started to recalibrate towards being bigger and accepting, not accepting these particular things anymore. I'm like, Oh, I can have love. I can have money. I can have all of it. And that's not like my history at all my family is fucked like my mother is in prison indefinitely detained currently my dad lives in a fucking homeless shelter in california i haven't seen him since i was seven i'm from like extreme extreme poverty and abuse and this was not at all the life that i was set up for at all this is very like magician energy of me i always had a feeling I always had a feeling that I was meant for something bigger and meant for something more even when I was a little kid I just I could hold on to a vision of the future yeah and like a little bit more of like that story for you from that extreme poverty because I'm so curious I forgot to ask that yeah 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 so I grew up in California um my I just moved so much. My family was so chaotic. Like I moved to 19 different schools from kindergarten to um, when I graduated high school. My mom was really young. She was 17 years old and she had me. She's a heroin addict. She's severely mentally ill. And she's in a psychiatric prison from, you know, 10 years ago to probably for the rest of her life. She's an incredibly like, sick person honestly and the life that I was set up for when I was in high school I was sent to like girls groups like you know for at-risk youth like I was always like the life that I was told that I was supposed to have was so not the life that I have and luckily like all my siblings are these really magical incredible um people who are doing cool stuff and I really feel very um I feel like it's my responsibility to tell that story so that people know that like entrepreneurship like making money as much as privilege plays into it and I have my own privileges as well as like a white cis woman like Mm -hmm. you can it is possible for us to create a life for ourselves and that it started by just like taking one fucking step I was like what what am I good at what do I love to do I love to spend my time on the internet I was such an internet girl I like to have parties I'm like I like to gather people and create community I like art and digital stuff so I was like oh brand identity I like psychology and archetypes I like I brought it all in and I was like okay what can I do what can I create and that I didn't immediately jump to coaching right like your dream life starts with just like a few steps maybe you're currently stuck in a job that you hate I had a job too I fucking hated it I was working at a marketing agency it was terrible I quit my marketing agency job I had one tiny little client and then I took a a part-time job working at a tattoo shop as the desk girl and I was like this is closer to my dream life than working this job that was toxic and abusive that was very like me repeating cycles from childhood 
And we have to just actively decide as much as we are stuck, you know, we, we can feel stuck. We all have existential freedom to decide that this is not it anymore and that we are going to do something different. We're going to recreate ourselves. Just like I was mentioning with the, with the magician archetype, it, you don't have to be a magician as your primary like role in the world to tap into the magician power of regeneration. We all, even if you're feeling scared, you can bring your inner magician out and you can bring your inner warrior archetype out too and say, I need this energy. I need to tap into this energy so I can do what I fucking need to do and make a move into your your next level into your next step mm. and to just like stick with it like I didn't make 200k last year last year I literally made 65k like the year before that it was like 40 but I was yeah. doing what I wanted to do and I just kept with it I was like I'm gonna I love what I'm doing I'm gonna keep moving towards my dream um in whatever way that I can and if for a lot of my clients they're like, oh, I have to get a job on the side. Cool. I kind of miss having a job on the side sometimes. I liked being able to like be the customer service girl at the tattoo shop. Like yeah. it's okay to still have to like work a muggle job or whatever. A Just muggle. keep your fucking dream, you know, in the forefront of your brain and like stay committed to it. Yeah. 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 Anyone that has a job, any of my clients, I always say as long as this isn't in your eyes, like a backup plan. It has to be mm-hmm. a stepping stone towards your dream. Because if you're viewing it as a backup exactly. plan to your dream, then yeah. But I want to point out, you keep saying this word, and I've been thinking about this a lot um, recently. So personally, just like super transparent, like what I'm mm-hmm. going through right now, I feel like there's all these like habits I want to change or like this person I want to become, but there's like a lot of resistance, right? Like Mm. there's a lot and and everyone's experiencing this too, where it's like, oh, I want to be doing yoga every day. And it's Mm. almost like we, um, it's creating those habits, right? Mm -hmm. Or like having that discipline that feels like really, really hard. I think for a lot of people, it's just, we're human, but I keep, I've been exploring like in my life of just like, What's going to make this stick? If I want to be the person that wakes up and does yoga and meditates every single day, like what is, is going to make that stick? Um, and you keep saying, I decided, Mm, I just mm -hmm. decided. And I've been thinking about this and playing with this a lot because I'm like, if so many people want to change, but they Mm -hmm. just don't change Mm -hmm. so hard, what do we do? And I've literally just been thinking like, you have to fully decide yeah. Like you can't just say like, oh, like I want, I want this. I want to do this. And mm-hmm. changing isn't actually more complicated mm-hmm. than like we're making it. Like we're making it yeah. so complicated. I think yeah. literally all it takes is just waking up and fucking like deciding. And it sounds like that's what you've done is like, you know, you came from, you know, the life that you came from growing up and then you just decided like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just going to go this way. Or you were going one way in your business, making a certain amount of money, and you literally just, it wasn't, you know, I'm sure you've done journaling and worked with coaches or subconscious work or whatever, but those are just supplementary. I feel like all all it takes is literally like, I'm just deciding right now, I'm just not going to take this shit. Mm -hmm. Like when Mm -hmm. people ask me, I even had a question the other night, Um, someone was saying like, 
you know, I have all these traits of like really wounded masculine, really wounded feminine. Like, how do we heal those? Mm. And literally I was like, you just consciously decide that you don't want to partake in those patterns and choices anymore. It's almost mm-hmm. like that yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It literally is. Like when I, I remember I was in LA, I got flown out. I was doing social media management for a crystal shop in LA. I went out and visited. I love this client still. Like they're amazing. But I was in LA. I was just like soaking up the sun and I was like, fuck you know what like I am so, I, I could be so much bigger so I was just like sitting outside on these like cactuses and I took this selfie and I was like whoa you I'm like suddenly seeing myself as this person and I just did an Insta- a Facebook live and I was like hey everyone I actually just decided that I'm going to step into coaching and I'm going to start creating courses and workshops and I'm going to be a teacher like this is what feels really good and it, it literally you know it just unfolded from there and it was just that one moment I was like oh I'm gonna do this and this is part of why I think social media like Instagram your brand is so fucking powerful because your brand your Instagram is a platform for you to experience this identity alchemy and for you to materialize your vision of yourself in the physical fucking world in a way that like you maybe you can't see it so I think of like middle schools, my middle school self or high school self. I again was like, here's this person I was supposed to have been like based on my background, based on my history. And then I was like, oh, I get to create a cool MySpace profile. I get to pick a song. I get to pick the colors. I get to choose my photos and I get to present myself in a way that's actually a reflection of who I truly fucking am. Not who everyone else says I am, not who my background says I am. And so I kind of just like recreated myself digitally. And I was like, oh, this is so powerful. This is super powerful. And for any of us, we can do the same stuff to play with our digital presences and play with what it might feel like to become that next level thing. If there's a thing you want to start calling yourself, then play with it. Like use it in your copy, in your text, Put change your fucking Instagram bio and just claim it. You are that thing. Let yourself be that. Take some photos that reflect that thing that you're trying to be, that you want to become, and start alchemizing your existence through your digital platforms and watch how your your outer world starts to reflect this this little digital world that you're you're creating. Yeah. It's super powerful. I love branding as identity alchemy, social media as identity alchemy. You can really powerfully change your whole fucking life and identity through just starting to play in the digital realms even the people who you start to like align yourself with like being in certain people's spheres like joining communities and courses it's it is so fucking powerful like it's a great way to alchemize your whole life and existence yeah I keep saying like social media isn't going anywhere I think a lot of people are struggling with it it's causing a lot of like mental health issues and um a lot of confusion too trying to like portray yourself on social media um just a lot like I work uh with a lot of girls on social media like confidence wise Mm -hmm. right and a lot of people are resorting to like like Instagram breaks, which I think Mm. Instagram breaks are great. If you need a break from Instagram or whatever, but they're like, I'm going to delete my Instagram. I'm going to delete this. I'm not going to 
post or whatever. Like, they're trying to push it away. And my view is kind of like, this is a part of our life now. And Mm -hmm. the sooner you can accept that social media is a part of our life, it's going to be a huge part of our life. It's not going away. It's just going to get bigger if we can use it in that way it can become really powerful. Like if you use it as a tool, if you find an authentic way to express yourself, if you have fun with it, if you have healthy boundaries around it and you literally use it as like an art form to say like, this is who Mm -hmm. I am. I think like, I think we can turn it into a really, really powerful thing. So it's almost like, um, instead of letting it like stress you out about who I am, who am I on social media, use it as like an art. I feel mm-hmm. like you use it as literally like an art. And the mm-hmm. sooner we do that and just use social media in a healthy way as like a form of expression, yeah. the better off this world is going to be. Because right now we're using social media so unhealthily. Is that a word? Un- yeah. Unhealth- yeah. Unhealthily. <laughs> um, but I love how you explain it of just like, it is a fun way to express yeah it's so fun like I I really love Instagram I I'm on Facebook and Twitter but I don't like love it as much I think there's so much find your place you know for some of you for some people it's like maybe Instagram's just not your place maybe like diving into Facebook groups and communities is more of your of your place and that'll feel better for you maybe TikTok is your place Find a place that feels good for you, and that's where you put your effort. Like, I have people ask me all the time, like, what social media platform is going to work the best for me? And it's, on, it's like, where you fucking put your energy is going to be what works the best for you. I see people seriously killing it on Facebook still, making lots and lots of money, building their brand on Facebook. I have clients that have shot up to fucking 150,000 and beyond followers on TikTok and that's their like sacred space they love showing up on TikTok and for me it's just like I like Instagram Pinterest yes like there's so many Twitter like I forgot about Twitter I hate I fucking hate Twitter (laughs) I only go on there to post my quotes for Instagram yes (laughs) um and then my friend the other day she was like she was talking to me uh talking to me about how she's on Twitter and I was like, dude, delete Twitter. Like, fuck Twitter. And she's like, I make all my money on Twitter. Like, I make six <laughs> figures from Twitter. And I'm like, fuck off. You're Love crazy. that for her. <laughs> but but I'm like, okay, if it works. I'm like, I forgot about that platform. I hate that platform. Right. But all of them work. It just depends. I think also, like, where what you put your energy into, but also what feels authentic mm-hmm. to you. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't feel authentic on tiktok i talk way too much i literally yeah mine's awkward (laughs) i got yeah mine's so awkward i got backlash on this tiktok because i they came out with a three minute version video Mm -hmm. and so i was like perfect like i can talk for three minutes instead of one and i talked for three minutes and everyone in the comments was like you could have said this in five seconds like just get to the fucking point i'm like okay yeah it's not my place totally i like the podcast (laughs) because i can just talk forever yeah yeah tiktok's really awkward for me i'm just like i had like one fucking tiktok go viral and it was so dumb it was just like when he ghosts me so i astral project into his dreams and you know and from there i had just like a million baby witches in my dms like 
yeah please help me how do I get into his dreams how do, how do I do this and I was like oh my god this is not what I fucking I didn't literally, expect this to happen literally same I have I have like a few um videos that went viral and one of them was about manifesting changes to your physical appearance and then I have people in my dms like how do I manifest my nose to be like 10 times smaller and I'm like that's not the point they're like how do I manifest like looking like Kendall Jenner like I'm I like, know I'm like y'all have some like things. critical thinking like it's like sometimes we're just playing like we're like don't take it all so literally because I was yeah. just like y'all we you really we really shouldn't be just like trying to astral project into someone's dreams if they're not even open to communicating with you like this is it's a boundary breach so I mean I'm, I'm gonna make the video I'm, I'm people a year later are like hey you promise as a follow-up yeah. like drop the tutorial drop the astral projection tutorial I'm just gonna be like no y'all relax <laughs> yeah that's the hard part about TikTok is like the I feel like the people there are very like wounded and hurt so I feel like there's an opportunity to help those people a lot of them aren't open to it because it's mm-hmm. just like the comment section just shows you the type of people that are on TikTok mm-hmm. and the energy there is really hard but um I've got a lot of clients from TikTok, amazing Mm -hmm. clients. And so I'm always like, fuck, I need to get back on there because I did Mm -hmm. it right before serve my business program. And I, I, so many, like maybe like 10 or 15 of my clients came from TikTok and I was yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel like you just have to be like rave bay on TikTok. You just have to be like raver girl on TikTok and like, You know, show your dance videos with like cool stuff. I'm like, I don't really, I didn't really know. I have to think. I'm still thinking about mine. I'm like, what am yeah. I gonna do with this? Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um. Okay. It's 11:30. Yeah. Crazy. I feel like we've been talking for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you feel inspired to share? If not, I have like a couple finishing up questions. Yeah. Let's do the finishing questions. Okay. Um. So. I ask every guest this question. So to finish this out, if you at your lowest point in your life was listening into this podcast right now, what would you say to her? Mm, Such a good question. You know, I mean, immediately what comes to mind is to be endlessly compassionate with yourself I think that when I was in my lowest point, I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. I mean, I'm immediately thinking of myself. I was in an abusive relationship like four years ago when I started my business and this person thought everything I was doing was so fucking stupid. It was just like, this is never going to work. It's just ridiculous. And in I was you know, living in New Mexico, I was 2000 miles away from everyone I knew so lonely, so isolating. And I was still so harsh on myself. And I didn't have a sense of inner power. I didn't have any sense. I completely lost my myself. So what I would tell myself then is that like, there is a power deep within you that you can tap into. She's still there. She still exists. She wants to come out she wants to thrive. She wants to come alive. But again, it's like the decision making had to happen. Like call in whatever resources you can, your deities, your guides, your mentors, your best friends, 
whoever you need to help you remember how big and how powerful you are, um, do that because it's absolutely the worst thing to forget that you are powerful and that you are capable and that you are strong and resilient and that you have that power to regenerate. Um, and sometimes it does take grabbing from outside sources. Like it's my friends, it was crystals. It was like taking little classes. It was putting myself in, in, in just little anchors back to my power. Um, yeah. And to be soft with yourself the, the whole way there. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Remember you're powerful and be compassionate along the way. Yeah. 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 And really call in, like, if you can't, rem- if you're not remembering or feeling it in yourself, like, it really helped me to be able to call in my best friends and, they, you know, have them remind me, like, this isn't you. This isn't you. This isn't where you should be call in my fucking guides and angels to like bring me to the next place I called in my deity Akati did a ritual and you know by the next full moon I was across the country away from this person I but I had to ask I had to be willing to make I had to be willing to see the truth I wasn't really willing before that when I asked Akati to show me the real truth about this person to show me the truth about my situation and then it all unfolded when I was willing to see and then willing to take action on whatever the thing was. I was not willing before that. So when you're ready and willing, call in your sources of power wherever those may come from. Even if you can't pull it out of yourself yet, there are outer sources that you can like, it could be your coach, it could be a friend, it could be a fucking counselor, it could be whoever, but don't isolate and um, yeah, call back that power. I love yeah. that. I think such a huge part of stepping into your power is being willing to ask for help. So I love that you yes. brought that up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next question. So every single episode, I give like a little um, baby step for mm-hmm. for the listeners to help them move a little bit closer to like what we were talking about. So authenticity or growing their brand, but baby step as in like the littlest itty bitty small thing that they could do like today to be more authentic or find their archetype or whatever you want to give them if you could give them like a little piece of homework yeah sure I would say the first thing would be to just get on fucking google and start um, doing some research on the archetypes and just see if you can see a little bit of yourself in any of them can you see a little bit of yourself in the archetype? Because aligning with those archetypes is going to give you like a blueprint to bigness in a way that is really unique to you. So just like research. By, um, here's an easy way. There's a book called, um, <laughs> like, where is it? I have it. Um, okay never mind about the book just google we can link it down below yeah we'll link it um and just start researching the archetypes and seeing what resonates with you i think that's a really great a really great baby step and if you're like i don't give a fuck about the archetypes then i would say your baby step would be to look at like your social media presence Mm -hmm. and say what would it look like 
if I just went a little bit bigger with this. So maybe previously you're calling yourself a service provider. Maybe now you're going to move into mentor, guide, coach, whatever the thing is. And just claim it. Change your bio. Change your bio to be an expression of how big you truly are and see how that feels to allow yourself to publicly be bigger. Because your, yeah, your Instagram is a portal of alchemy. You can change your life through what you share. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. and last question. Tell everyone where we can find you, what you have going on, a little shameless self-promo, any programs, Instagram. Sure. Of course, we'll link everything down below, but just give them an idea of where we can yeah. help you. So my website is thedigitalwitch.com and you can find me typically on Instagram. It's at Captolia online. I would love to be internet friends with you all. My community is really fucking special. I think it's super complimentary to, to yours. Um, everyone will be great friends. <laughs> and what I have upcoming is I have a number of solo coaching sessions open in November and I'm going to be reopening the Captolia Coven which is my monthly membership. We have one coaching call a month. We have an Instagram group chat that's like super fucking supportive. It's incredible if you're like, "Oh my god, I'm a witchy person in business and like who do I talk to about all the things going on?" We have an amazing group chat for that. And we have bring in one guest a month, like amazing people. Our last guest was Lilith of Oz. We have a tax person, a, a tax witch come in to teach us all about taxes in a magical way. Just oh, really, really, really incredible guest. I know. Me too. I was just like, oh my gosh, you saved my life. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I forgot to say this to you, I think, but I've never seen a community like Haptolia's because when we did our live together... I've never gotten so many followers and messages, like not yeah. like, not in the sense of like, oh my God, like, thank you for all the followers. It's like these women came over and were just like, hi, like, yeah. I love you. And I was like, I love you. And I like created <laughs> with them. Like they're the most yeah. like, loving, loyal, present, like open woman. Totally. Like, I was and I see that like, I see this, like I've done some lives in other people's communities mm -hmm. and it's been kind of like, you know, I had one where like no one turned their camera on and it was really quiet the whole time. And I was just mm -hmm. like, whoa, this would just like never happen yeah. in my world. Everyone is so fucking, even if there's like nine people there, everyone is just like chatting the whole time. I found... Mm -hmm. When people enter my sphere, whether, typically through Witch and Famous, but maybe through my membership too, people are like, whoa, I found like my corner of the internet. I found my fucking community. I found my internet friends. Like because of exactly what you're saying, people are like, I see you. Let me yeah. celebrate you now. Let me share your stuff. Let me join your things. I'm like, what? What? That's so great. And it really is because of that piece of radical authenticity, like stepping into this world my people want to see you be big and want to celebrate you and see you shine and like yeah everyone loved you <laughs> yeah they're fucking amazing I love it yeah. so much oh my god yeah mm. you you've truly built something so amazing and you inspire me and motivate me and I just feel so grateful and honored to have 
had you on the podcast I'm just like thank you so much yeah yeah it's been amazing um so yeah okay everything will be linked in the show notes I'll put her Instagram her website the book if we think of it all of the things um so go connect with Captolia like I said she's amazing you'll meet some internet friends um yeah thank you again I love you um and I love all of you listening and talk to you guys soon all right guys hello I am back it is just me hello (laughs) I hope you guys loved that episode I know that I did and I learned so much from Captolia she is just fantastic um so if you love this episode go support her reach out to her follow her, shoot her a message. Um, All of her information will be in the show notes um, so that you guys can connect with her. Make sure you tag her on Instagram if you share this on your story. Um, But yeah, I I just hope you guys love this episode. I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have the most beautiful week this week and I am going to catch you guys in my next episode. Bye. Bye.